0: much for all of your help in getting this set up and your patience. <laughs> I appreciate it. So we'll start off first if you wouldn't mind just uh, introducing yourself for my listeners, your name um, for the record and in what capacity you're speaking to me please. Oh, with
1: pleasure. Well nice to meet you Candice. I- I've seen a couple of your posts on social media and seen your websites. It's great work you guys are doing as well. Thank you. Uh, my name is Gavin Kennedy. I founded uh, Solid Gold Podcasts a good few years ago Funny enough, after driving around in my car one day, I just realized I wasn't listening to the radio anymore. I was just listening to podcasts. And uh, I I wondered if this was going to be a thing. So, you know, it was a few years ago. Added a studio and started making podcasts. Then added another one and another one and another one. And uh, we're up to 11 studios now. Wow. And, yeah, we've got this amazing podcast creative hub it's a space where people engage with the spoken word so in and out the building people here to research uh, record script voiceover uh, audiobooks and podcasts that's what we're doing
0: tell me what was it that what was the moment when the podcast bug hit was there like a particular moment where you fell in love with radio (laughs) or has it always been something that's
1: part of you i've been in radio and television for hmm out 30 years. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were involved in the very early days when broadcasting was um, deregulated and SABC sold its stations and there were a whole lot of new applicants. Uh, we applied for a license and unfortunately we didn't get it, but we kept the Solid Gold brand and we did a whole lot of other things along the way. So we did in-store radio, we've done all sorts of things. Uh, I was the first podcast listener 15, 16 years ago when podcasting first happened. You know, back then it was really hard. You had to find an RSS feed and copy it to iTunes, and then synchronize iTunes, and then synchronize your iPod with iTunes. So I did that for a little while, a couple of years, and then it just—it's just too much work—and gave it up. And must have been nearly ten years again before I came back to podcasting and uh, came back strong. You know, it's, it's the, the friction's been removed with the iPhone making it easy to um, integrate everything. That's probably the thing that made it all revive. And, and we got back into it again.
0: But what was the thing that made you fall in love with the spoken word? You mentioned the spoken <laughs> word. It's...
1: Wow. Uh, it's, it's, it's a long time ago. It's kind of a sequence of things. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> very funny story. We were sitting in our office one Thursday afternoon when somebody came in and said that received a temporary broadcast license for an event. Okay. It that was Thursday. But we had to be on air by the Sunday. So between Thursday afternoon, in a country that had no independent broadcasting, we set up a radio station, built it, equipped it, hired the people, and started broadcasting from the Pretoria show uh, that same Sunday night. It was just such a buzz um, to start a radio station like that. Wow. Um,
0: (laughs) That's awesome. That's like the dream, isn't it? I mean, that's in the thick of things. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. It
1: was uh, was an interesting time, the early 90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I can imagine. That must have been very exciting.
1: There's lots of other things along the way. I I, I just, I think there's something innate in us. I think as as a species, you know, we're a couple of hundred thousand years old. And it's only the last 10 or so thousand years, maybe 20,000 years, that we've been able to write down and record history and and our stories. Uh, Other than that, for the majority of our human existence, it's been oral. It's just been oral tradition. So I, I think the spoken word and podcasting and audiobooks and, and this whole genre, this whole thing we're experiencing, I, I think it taps into something fundamental about being human, that we like to tell stories, we like to hear stories, we like to uh, share our experiences mm. in, in an oral way.
0: Now, mm. well, that's that's a perfect answer to the question. Just give us a bit more uh, information around your background and how you got into podcasting. You mentioned that you worked in television and radio, um, but yeah. what made you jump to podcasting in particular you, did you get bored of radio and tv or <laughs> i think
1: maybe not to do with boredom um, it, it's to do with part of the reason there, there are a number of reasons podcasting is exploding and one of them is the denetworkification if, if that's a word okay you know most of the time i've been involved in broadcasting we were reliant on networks we only got work if sabc or mnet hired us it wasn't right. like we could get up one day and say, let's do something, let's make television. There was no way to put the television. Let's make radio. No, we can't get a license. It yeah, was a very yeah. restricted network vertical uh, environment and very, very controlled. And that's frustrating. You, you, you go, I've got this great idea. Let's make this program. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me go first, see if it matches what one of the networks wants to do and if they'll buy it from us and let us make it for them, you know, if they feel nice about it. Um, <laughs> And, and there's been a democratization by saying, "Let's de-network it. I can make whatever content I feel like and put it up there, and make it available as a podcast or a YouTube channel mm. um, without being reliant on a network." So, so it's that shift towards content being the most important thing. Up until now, it wasn't. Up well, until now, up until more recently, the network was what controlled media, but it's not anymore. Now it's content that's going to drive things.
0: Okay. What do you wish you knew when you started out uh, podcasting? Um, And I'm talking both as a podcaster and as a listener.
1: (laughs) Golden rule, don't wait to start. Just get going, man. Um, If if you're not embarrassed about your first uh, podcast, then you waited too long to make your first podcast. You know, you really just got to get out there and do it. Yeah, sure. I I I think there can be a paralysis in spending too much time in planning this perfect series and podcast and, and and. now, I'm not suggesting that you should just pick up your phone and start a 10-part series without giving it some thought. Um, you should have a strategy. You should have a plan. You should have an objective. You should have measurables uh, that relate mm. to it. But don't overthink it because by the time you've made three or four episodes, your thinking has changed and your your creative process should respond to what's happening. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, start. Just start but have a purpose. Don't just think that people want to hear you and your two friends sitting around talking garbage. You know. No, they don't. But if you're talking garbage about a specific topic and you're all well versed on it and the purpose is to inform them on it then yeah there's there's a possibility that will be engaging okay as a studio wow you know there are a few there are a few people in South Africa who are quite early to the space um there's some people who' have been making podcasts for for ten years uh, in in south africa thats that's really something I think it would have be been nice. <laughs> It would have been nice to know when the growth explosion was going to happen. <laughs> uh, you know, look into the future. I think one of the advantages we have is we are following a very similar trajectory to what the United States and Europe are following. So in a sense, it's quite predictable that private podcasting is going to be big. Branded and corporate podcasting is going to be big. Yeah, what do I wish I'd known sooner? <laughs> it's a really, uh, if even go back, yeah, build, build more studios sooner is what I wish I'd done.
0: Okay, just get on top of the curve before it hits, basically.
1: Capacity creates opportunity. You know, If you've got one studio and a whole bunch of people lined up for it, uh, you yeah. know, it's, it looks like X. If you've got two, then you, somebody can walk in with a spontaneous idea. You know, with, with the number of studios we've got now, you can pretty much walk in here any time and, and not wait very long and we can squeeze you into one of the studios, which means you can go from ideation to publish in a very, very short period of time. I think there's value in that.
0: Let's dispel some myths and talk about the monetization question. What is the potential of podcasting in terms of um, generating income or generating some kind of income for hosts or for studios like yourself? Have you guys found the winning formula? Um, It's
1: one of the three fundamental questions that podcasters are dealing with. You know, it's um, advertising uh, or monetization of podcasts is one of the big challenges. And there's no simple answer. It's a multifaceted, almost a trick question. So let's look at the highlight of who monetizes podcast best. And, and we come to Joe Rogan. Podcasting didn't make Joe Rogan famous. He didn't make his money out of podcasting. He was famous already. So Joe Rogan is making podcasting famous, not the other way around. He oh. already had a following. He was already able to monetize whatever he does. You know, if he decided to put vinyl stickers on cars with his name on it, he'll make money out of it because he's Joe Rogan. So for you and I to start a podcast and say, we want to be the next Joe Rogan, it's not apples and apples. He started famous from somewhere else and brought that fame into a new medium. So in that respect, trying to be a mass medium is really, really hard. It's as as hard as trying to be a radio star or a TV star or an influencer. It's as hard to make money out of podcasting as it is out of all of those. It's not unique in that. In other regards, you know, when we talk about uh, the majority of our work is corporate work. We work with brands and and uh, and listed companies and and SMEs. In a lot of respects, podcasting is like a billboard or a business card. I don't know if you remember business cards pre-pandemic, uh, Candice. <laughs> we, we used yeah. to print them and hand them out. Yeah, when when we still, yeah. You know.
0: um, I had my own stash.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So 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 let's look at a podcast as a form of business card. How how did you justify spending money on business cards? How did you monetize your business cards? Hmm. You're not trying to sell business cards. So the printer can monetize business cards. They print Mm. business cards and get paid for them. So in in respect of being a studio, yes, people pay us to make podcasts. So that side looks a lot like being a printer printing business cards. But printing a business card that's cool and people look at it and go, oh, that's a cool card and they remember you and they remember what you do is the real value of the business card. So if you look at podcasting as that – it's a way to introduce yourself to people, make them understand or help them understand who you are, what you do, and take them through the journey from know who you are, like you, trust you, try your product, buy your product, repeat buy your product, then refer your product to somebody else. That, that whole sequence, the podcast can play an important role in, in leading customers of your real product and service through that mm. journey, not podcasting being the service, to uh, uh, the end product, but rather yes. part of the process.
0: I love that answer and that analogy because it's, it's actually spot on. That's exactly what a podcast is it's, it's, it's a presentation of something. Yeah.
1: It can be. You know, yeah. it, it be. It's, you know it's not for, for some people. Uh, we get a number of people come in here and they just want to make a podcast. And it's like saying, Candice, do you play the piano and you love playing the piano, but you have no intention of playing for an orchestra. Yeah. There might be part of you that says, I can't wait to save up to buy a baby grand piano and spend a couple of hundred thousand on it and play beautiful music in my, in my lounge with no intention of monetizing that. Yes. So, so there's that. I mean, if you take up mountain biking and spend a couple of hundred thousand rand on a bicycle without any intention of monetizing it. So yeah. it, it's okay to be a podcaster as a hobby. And like any other hobby, you spend time and money doing it. You don't have to buy a great baby grand piano to monetize, and you don't have to make a podcast to monetize it, yeah it's perfectly okay for a podcast to be a hobby it doesn't it doesn't have to be monetized um but the most sensible way to monetize a podcast is to integrate it into your overall communication strategy yeah it's part of that you wouldn't go, well, I made a podcast I can stop all my um printing brochures or I can delete my website no it, it yeah. just fits into that it it fits in in a very useful way in that google are prioritizing voice now so google transcribe podcasts and index the spoken word Uh, so a year or two from now you're going to be able to search for a sentence in natural language and google will come back and say well that phrase was used in a podcast would you like to listen to the podcast on that topic
0: wow And,
1: and that's extremely valuable
0: yeah, that that would be. I mean, just imagine, like for research purposes, just getting your your information out there. It's just the potential is. Oh, that's awesome! That's yeah, awesome voice, news. Voice search
1: optimization is going to massively overtake search engine optimization. You know, natural language spoken word is very different from yes. the way you use text to search. And you know, if you're looking for a restaurant, you'll just say "restaurant Cape Town." But when you're yes. speaking, you'll go, "Hey Google." Yes. So you find me a restaurant, an Italian restaurant in downtown, jo- you know, Joburg or CBD.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's different. And it's going to come back to you with different stuff when it's spoken word. Rather than sending you to a website, it's going to send you to podcasts. And, and you're 100% right in terms of research. It's going to be amazing.
0: This leads me to my next question. What do you think the future is of podcasting, you know, beyond that?
1: Podcasting kind of has multiple meanings, the word podcast. And we're still in a very interesting stage. It's very nascent and, and there are a lot of people still discovering podcasts for the first time every day. I mean, I'm sure you four or five years ago when you mentioned a podcast people said huh and now they're going I don't know where to find them and now they're asking for recommendations on which ones to listen to and, and there's still people down your street who don't know what a podcast is so it's still early. Yes. So, so what a podcast really is is hmm, a little bit vague for some people. So technically a podcast is something with an RSS feed that you can listen to with a podcast player when people say I'm going to listen to a podcast or make a podcast, what they really mean is I'm going to record a conversation between me and somebody else and share it with people. So it's like a radio show but made by me, whether it's available on Apple or on Spotify or whether I have an audio file that I send by WhatsApp. In people's heads, that's a podcast. So it kind of has those two meanings. I I think the word podcast is going to become less and less important as time goes by. You know you you don't go down, you don't go down to the, the nearby shop and get the August newspaper. You just go and get the August. Uh, yeah. And and I think we're going to find we don't go so go listen to the X Y Z podcast. We're just going to go say, hey, have you listened to Candice's conversation with Gavin? Yes, now, absolutely. The word podcast doesn't add so much value. Five years from now, right now it helps people contextualize or understand where to find it. Yes. But I think that's absolutely. I think that's going to go away. The spoken word's not going anywhere. Uh, audiobooks overtook ebooks in 2020. Amazon Audible sold more audiobooks than Kindle ebooks last year. That's not going to slow down. We're seeing massive growth in self published audiobooks, author read. Uh, and, and I think we're going to see a, a massive iteration and a massive explosion in the kinds of things that people are doing with spoken word. So we're already seeing private podcasts intended for companies to use internally. Uh, Welcome to the company. Listen to this series of podcasts as part of your onboarding process, weekly, monthly communication. Uh, Premium content. So as a company with a client, you push out some of your content to the public, but some of it you make premium value for your paying subscribers or your paying customers. not trying to Mm. monetize the podcast, but you're trying to add value to the the business that you really run. Mm. Um, Audiobooks, What makes the Audible, the gorilla in the room with audiobooks, is that they have a way of protecting the content. But in Mm. in principle, it's very hard to tell the difference between an audiobook and a podcast series. It's just about Mm. protecting the digital rights and the monetization of the the front end. But we're going to see lots of development in that that makes more and more things look like Audible and Audible look more and more like a podcast uh, platform. Um, Mm. I think we're going to see... (laughs) <laughs> less and less screen time, believe it or not. I think we're going to spend more time with our phones in our pocket or in our handbag or in our cubbyhole connected to the Bluetooth and we're asking your phone to do something and it's playing stuff back to you. You don't have uh, to look at the screen to ask for a podcast yes. and to listen to it. You you do right now, but I think the, I think the, the, the path we're on is that voice is going to be more and more... How no. we interact with technology. It's Picture easier. Star Trek. I don't know if you are ever a Star Trek fan, but you know they don't pull out PDAs or phones and, and do anything on them. They go, "Hey, computer," and the computer finds the nearest speaker or screen and exactly. delivers the content to them. So <laughs> it might be that 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 happens.
0: That would be nice. I mean, that's it's very futuristic. Uh, we might we might look back on this and laugh, ha ha ha. But I think there's some truth in that. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> My final question, do you have any, any kind of tips for people just starting out in podcasting, somebody that has an idea um, that wants to start out, but what, what kind of advice would you give, obviously beyond what you said earlier on in the
1: interview? The golden rule for me is that a podcast must have a single purpose. Uh, if you're trying to do two or three things, you're just gonna fall through the cracks in, in, in being able to cement a relationship with an audience. You, you must have a clear purpose. Welcome to Candice's podcast, the podcast where I talk to animal owners about how to keep your parrot safe so that your experience with birds is, is enhanced and your parrot, you have a happier life with your parrot. That, that kind of mm. real reason, um, I encourage people yeah. to, to start with a trailer. Don't dive into making your first episode until you've made a trailer that tells your audience why you're making this podcast. And, and you make a promise in that trailer about what each podcast is going to, has to fulfill. So welcome to Candace's parrot podcast. We're going to be talking to people about how to have a better experience as a parrot owner. Now, every time mm. you record a podcast, it has to keep that promise. Otherwise you've drifted off your purpose. Mm. And, and your purpose can okay. be as vague or as, as broad as we're going to just sit around and talk nonsense together on a Friday afternoon about whatever was in the newspaper that day cool, now each episode just has to keep that promise. Yeah. So define why you're doing what you're doing. Define how you would measure that it's working. <laughs> and, and I really encourage people not to go, well, I'm hoping for a million likes or a million shares. That, that's not a – I don't think podcasting is necessarily going to bring you that fulfillment in the same way that Instagram or, or whatever no. may. Um, so, so try and find ways to measure that your podcast is doing what you said it would in the real world. Three people stop you in the street and say, Canis, thank goodness for your your parrot podcast. My parrot's feathers are glowing, shining, and and it's so happy and singing. Cool. My podcast has achieved something that I set out to do rather than, yay, 10 people liked it.
0: Yeah. So getting real engagement with your listeners, not superficial, and building a relationship with the listener through your podcast is is basically Based
1: on? Your purpose, yeah. I, I want everybody who loves parrots to have a healthy parrot and enjoy them as much as I do. That's why I'm making this podcast.
0: So, final question: What is the secret to podcasting that nobody knows? <laughs> like, what, what would you say?
1: I think I think they know it. They might just not realize how important it is. It's absolutely about authenticity. Don't get behind a mic and put on your big DJ. Hey, I'm such and such voice. No, just get behind mm. the mic. Be yourself. When a person meets you, they should say, hey, you're exactly like you sound on your podcast. That's yeah. it. It it has to be you. You can't fake being you.
0: Yeah. No, that's lovely. Those were really all the questions that I had. I'm not sure if there was anything that you wanted to include in there. Maybe you wanted to highlight any issues that you wanted to highlight. Oh, it's lovely chatting to
1: you and, and, and I hope you're able to get more hobbyists and people who want to start out. You know, there's, there's a fair amount of corporate work out there. There's Two, three hundred thousand SMEs in the country and four or five years from now, they're all going to need spoken word content in the same way if you told somebody in the mid-90s that they were going to need a website, they laughed at you. But, you know, now you, it's part of life. You have yeah. to have a website.
0: Yeah, you have to. You don't have a choice.
1: In future, if you want to be found on the Internet, you're going to have to have a podcast or spoken word content out there. So yeah. that, that journey is underway. It's still fairly early in the South African context. Uh, we've still got broadband and connectivity issues. Uh, we've still got affordability of devices issues so those are going to get better and better very quickly but yeah just i hope you can get more people who are curious into the studio and and sitting behind a mic and making some stuff but doing it in such a way that they don't get frustrated after three or four and go well this podcasting thing's it's garbage it doesn't work no if if you don't have a plan and a, a goal and a purpose in your podcast, then you're gonna make three and then get bored. So start there.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much Pleasure. for your time and for your patience <laughs> <laughs> and for your technology. For your technology, I am yeah. a new convert. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm definitely gonna make use of my subscription now. <laughs>